Welcome back to another edition of the Jamie J Podcast. This is your host, Jamie J. Me sharing a very great, very near to the heart topic with you on today's episode of the Jamie J Podcast. It's all about values. Go ahead, give it a listen in. Would love to know your comments after the show. I'm a man. week's show uh another awesome show planned this uh, today we're going to talk about values something that is um the cornerstone of any kind of business success so i'm really excited this is a topic that i love and i uh, i'm really passionate about making sure that people have their values lined up so jamie how have you been welcome my brother i've been going really absolutely great I was just I was just jamming away as I'm watching all the stuff in the background. Every time the show, every time that that intro comes on and stuff, I get a little bit excited because we're coming up on just about one year here. Man, I just I'm blown away. One whole freaking year of the show. It's coming up fast. And I just I, I get excited every time I see it. I get super excited. Yes, values, man. Values is the rule book. It is the keystone for everything. Life business, relationships, absolutely everything mixed. So when you said, hey, let's discuss values on the show this week, I got excited. I got really juiced about it, not only because of that, but because I just did a training on values for just an absolute rock star this client this week. So I'm totally excited to jump in today and get in, get in down into the dirty on values. Yeah, awesome. And um, training on values, what what was uh, what was one of the key takeaways for your client when you had when you did your training on values this week? You know what? It, it came down to stress actually, and that's an interesting takeaway because you're like value stress, dude. We're not talking about mindset. We're talking about values. They are tied in together because when you're making decisions, when you're t- you know doing decisions, doing things to please other people, doing things to you know do something for someone else that's not in line with your values, you create a boatload of stress with inside you. Uh, client that I worked with there, we had some really great flashbulb moments there in that, wow, you know, I can relieve that stress when I simply trust myself, when I get inside and follow those values that I've established for both myself as a human being, plus my business. We're not taking the shady corners. We value transparency, right? Communication, open communication and teamwork was one of the big values with this this team that I trained this week. And when they weren't doing that, when there was people that, you know, maybe were a part of the team that weren't necessarily necessarily gelling with that, they saw that stress cropping up. When everything Mm -hmm. was in alignment, when everything was just flowing together, there was no stress. Everything was completely congruent. Uh, Mickey and I were talking a little bit before the show, and we kind of touched on that a little bit. Share your experience in that with what maybe you've experienced, what you felt, values being out of align with who you really truly are, what your business is. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, that's what made the topic come up. I was having a conversation with my wife actually around values and, and um, you know, there's lots of change happening around me at the moment. And, and my wife and I said, well, we feel good. Like we're not stressed about anything because it's in line with our values. And having a conversation with um, some other people in, in business and they're really stressed and, you know, and you talked about what's most important to them and their family's most important to them, their kids. Um, you know, and, and making sure that they're doing the right thing by them, but yet they're 
working 70 hours a week, stressing only about, worrying only about money, um, wanting to know, you know, doing things that potentially aren't in line with their values to make sure they've got enough money working for clients that don't really, really align with them so that trying to please them so that they can get money so that they, because they think that will help them get to their family, but they're actually sacrificing their values, which is what's creating this, creating the stress. It's something that a lot of people don't, don't link is that your values and stress are related. And when there's a misalignment inside, that's what creates the stress because you're emotionally, psychologically trying to fulfill your values, but you're doing everything the opposite, which is sacrificing your values. So that, that misalignment causes huge amounts, huge amounts of stress. And people have said, well, what's, you know, how can you, how can you not be stressed right now? Look at all the things that are going on because I'm acting in alignment with my values. I'm, yep. We've got heaps going on, but it's kids' sports day and I'm there at my kids' sports day. You know, like family and my kids are one of my values. I love I love my family. So when I sacrifice them for other things, that's when you get stressed. So when for me, just making sure that you prioritise your values, knowing them. And I think the first step to that, Jamie, and you, you probably agree, is being aware of and identifying your values, being consciously aware of what your values are so that you can act in accordance with those as opposed to just blindly ambling along and sometimes you're stressed and sometimes you're not. Yeah, brother, that's huge. Um, and I recommend this to everyone, not just businesses. I mean, yes, we talk about businesses a lot. We're all about the business, but this is all about personal values. You know, I shared this story. This goes way back, back when, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of knocking on 50s door here. I'm going to be 48 this year. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm knocking on 50s door. So when I say this, you'll know how long it's been in my life. I remember, I remember my English grade nine class. I was in grade nine and it was English. And one of the things that we had to do was to begin to write a resume. We're thinking of all these things. And one of the things that came up back then was honesty and integrity. Those are just two words that really absolutely totally resonated with me. Now, I didn't have the same appreciation for them then as I did now. But what's really great knowing how long that honesty and integrity has been one of my core values to be honest, to, 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 to operate from a place of integrity, right? It's the whole mm -hmm. thing about, you know, don't ever, don't, don't ever lie because you'll have to remember what it is you lied about. Just simply tell the truth and you'll never have to remember what the lie was being totally congruent with those values of honesty and integrity. It's led me to a life of simplicity in many ways. Now that doesn't mean that I didn't work my ass off to get where I'm at. It's not about that. But when it comes to being in alignment with those values as to who I am as that human being, how I conduct business, who I conduct business with as well, when I come back to that one really just absolutely core value of honesty and integrity, when I'm in line with that, everything flows. If I attempt mm -hmm. to step out of it or just say, well, it's just a little white lie, shit goes sideways. It just simply does because I'm not in alignment. I start to get that ucky, that, 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 you know, that nasty feeling inside because I'm not acting from a place of true honesty and integrity. When I do, everything happens, right? Everything absolutely completely flows. Big ones for me, communication, open, honest communication, communication without subtext, i.e. no bullshit, straight up, honest, total good faith communication. Uh, training, I value training all the time. I am constantly providing a disproportionate amount of value for my clients because I'm investing in myself all the time. Today, just signed up for a brand new program today. Going to take that knowledge right out to the next level. 
right? When we're, when we're in alignment with those values, life absolutely completely happens for us. Our businesses grow. I'm doing some of the more, you know, most business that I've ever done in my life. Why? Because I'm completely in alignment with those values for the company. But I want to talk about disalignment for a moment now. Mm. And and I'm going to ask you a question on that disalignment, Nick. When you think about your values, the things that are important to you, maybe the real tenets of your life, have you ever acted outside of those values? And what was the cost of that? Yeah, I have. There's one particular time in business that I um, acted outside of those values and it ate me up for bloody years. It's still, when I think about it, it eats me up. It's one of my, my biggest mistakes that I've made. And it's because I, I didn't trust I didn't trust the client, but took the work on anyway and then acted outside of my values to cover my ass to make sure we had a safety net there when I should have just not taken the client on because I didn't trust the relationship. Um, yeah, and that was and that was probably my biggest biggest mistake that I've made, and it made for a, um, I suppose, a not very pleasant time emotionally because you're sort of stressing about this all the time and worried about it, and it sort of got to blank it out because otherwise it just eats you up. You know, pretend it didn't happen because you know nothing. Nothing came of it. The client actually delivered the the, mis- the trust was misplaced as such. Yeah. But it not having um, faith in the business relationship mm-hmm. created a, a position where I felt like I needed to do something to, and which which was the wrong move to do. You know, and um, that's probably the one time, and, it, and it's, it's not something that you want to do, and even in your personal or even. Yeah, so that's probably the biggest one in business that I've ever made, um, and it's it's not enjoyable. And there's lots of th- there's lots of times where you might be temporarily not aligned with the v- your values, and you're feeling stress, mm-hmm. and, you, and then you come back. Like I say, if you're times where like I value my family, and sometimes there's lots going on, so I'll be working heaps, and I I'm I feel I'm getting stressed, and then I realise oh uh, shit, it's because I'm working all the time, and I'm not doing the things that I value or having balance there because I understand you do need to fulfill your career or your business or and there's times in your business where you do need to just hustle and smash it out and you need to put a bit extra time and effort in but you need to find that balance because if you're constantly doing that and sacrificing one of your values then it's gonna it's gonna affect you the way you show up what about you Jackie has has there been a time in business where you've sacrificed uh, a value or your values and what was the cost of that yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you straight up. It was the it, it, and it was the drive. It was the desire to get those clients. The whole idea of you know ABC always be closing, do whatever it takes to get the sale. And what this did is it caused me quite literally an absolute undue amount of stress because I really truly believe that I had to do whatever it took to get the sale, whether it meant telling a little lie, telling a little story, telling something you know that wasn't necessarily true the whole idea behind doing whatever it takes. Now, I still say do whatever it takes with the caveat that you must be aligned with those values, that you've got to be congruent with your values. Yeah, business business is hard work. It's fun. It's rewarding. And it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of effort. But coming back to when I wasn't in alignment with those values, man, I felt like shit. I felt like absolute shit. I recognized that it was a job that I really didn't want to do. Now, here's the thing is I didn't know how to do sales either. 
I've come a very, very, very long way in sales. I've totally shifted the paradigm on sales. And I love sales now. The best part of it is, is I don't sell. Crazy, crazy, right? It's a dichotomy. I don't sell and I love sales because I don't need to sell. That's the great thing about it. But when I believe that I had to do whatever it took, right? Whether it was, you know, being shifty, telling a, telling a story, telling this, telling that. And it felt so disingenuous. What was it doing? Mm. That whole value of honesty and integrity, it was literally eroding it. Every single time I had to do that because there was pressure, there was stress. It's like, get the sales in, get the sales in, be closing, always be closing. And that stress, it had me do shit that I really shouldn't have done. Now, I look back on it and think, I am grateful for those experiences because they taught me exactly what not to do. Right? They taught me, don't go against those values, those things that you hold true within yourself. And that's some of the most important things, whether it is business, whether it's personal, or whether it's your relationship, your intimate relationship, your relationship with your family, with your kids. What are those values? What's most important? You know, Mickey, you're talking about spending time with the family, and that's a beautiful thing. Many people in business, I was talking to some business owners today, and it's like, man, you know what? I haven't, I haven't seen my family. I haven't seen my kids. I've just been work, work, work. I said, yeah. We got the Gary V's out there and, and, you know, make no mistake. I love Gary V. He talks about the hustle and the clouds and dirt and all this. And at the same time, what gets missed in these conversations is the amount of time to absolutely take some time for yourself. He does that. He's got a family. He just doesn't talk about them a lot. His focus is on business and everything like that. But trust me, he spends time with his wife. He spends time with his kids and all that. He finds that time. It's just they're not in the public eye. So I use him as an example because he's like the epitome of the hustle. Right. He's all about the hustle. But in reality, he's got those values where, you know what, his family's very personal. His family's off limits. And that's why we don't hear about it. It's not that all he does is work. He's set the value that his family is off limits. There's very little information out about them. And that is done intentionally. Right. That's one of his values. So he's actually living those values there. When it comes to work, though, decide. Right. What's what's the value around that? If you value your family. If you value your children, your spouse, whatever it is, and you're not spending that time, you're in violation of those values. And you're going to feel that. Your family's going to feel it. And it's going to cause some grief. So the first thing that I would suggest to do is, number one, understand what your values are. Is it values for your business? How do you conduct your business? What do the day-to-day operations look like? I'm not talking SOPs here. But what I am talking about is the rule book for how you conduct yourself. If you haven't set out that rule book, and this is twofold, because number one, you want to share those values with your clients. You want them very customer, very public facing, right? How good is that when you can say, here's a business here, and this is how they conduct business. We value Mm -hmm. honesty and integrity. We provide a disproportionate amount of value for our customers. We always act out of, you know, a a, a place of true benefit for both ourselves and for the customer. It's a win-win situation Mm -hmm. all the time. What if you took a set of values for your company and you put them out there so everyone could see? Number one, customers, I know. I know for a fact they're going to appreciate that. And number two, when we take those values and we turn them in on ourselves, and that's mm. how we make decisions, and that's how we operate, talk about a, talk about a co- company culture of absolute transparency. If you as the business owner are looking to create more time for yourself, just go and set yourself up a really great set of values and do it as a team exercise. Don't do it alone, right? This is a team exercise. And Mick, you did this, what, it was about a year ago that you guys sat down? 
something like yeah, that? Yeah, we've, we've done it a couple times, Jamie. Yeah. So we did it a year ago and we just redid it last year. It went and re-revised them last year in um, no, November. We had an annual end, start of December. We had an annual planning day. Um, got a facilitator in Julie Sexton from my K2 Elite family. Nice. And she was amazing. She came in and helped out and just run a facilitation day and we revised our values and went through it. And you're 100% right. The values of the company, the bigger you grow, uh, the values will obviously be based on the founder's values, but mm-hmm. as the business grows, it might adopt more or change those values slightly because the business becomes bigger than just the owner. It, uh, it has a lot more um, bodies involved, a lot more people, a lot more um, brains involved, a lot more emotions involved. So people, the business then transforms into what it is and, and identifying the values of the company mm-hmm. is is key and the only way you can do that is to involve either everyone or all the key people depending on the size of the business so you can get a good cross section of what the business is all about yeah and then elicit those values and, and we did that and we come up with a list of about eight values and but four key values in our business and we put them everywhere and on branding and and all over the place because we want but what was really interesting is a value can mean different things to different people mm-hmm. so what's really key out of the values process is you then identify, you know, so if your values, honesty and integrity, <clears throat> me as a leader in the business, how would I know if Jamie's acting with honesty and integrity? What behaviour would he display? So then you create a list of behaviours that reflect those values so that it's clear what kind of behaviours you expect and you can put those expectations in your inductions and in your HR systems and your performance reviews and and all that kind of stuff, because that, that's how you would understand how that they're living those values that you can see, uh, you know, open and honest community. One of our values is reliability. How, how would you, we're reliable always. How would you know if someone's been reliable? Well, they show up on time. They mm-hmm. call if they don't make it. They they deliver on time and they say, they say what they do, what they say they're going to do. They, you know, like, well, these are the behaviours that would indicate they're living that value so that we can then come up with a list of behaviours that really make it simple for everyone. Because if I say our values are reliability, but to you reliability means never missing a day of work, but to someone else it means doing what you say you're going to do, whether that's turning up on time or, or, or whatever. Like So different people, things mean different stuff to different people. So it's really important that you then get those behaviours to make it really clear to the to the business and to the, to the team what it means to be living those values. Yeah. I love that, right? And, and especially you incorporating the, the the HR piece, bringing that into it, that is humongous. When everyone really truly knows how they're being measured, and I would suggest that that those company values are an exceptional way to measure people. I would really suggest that that's an exceptional way. What does it do? It levels off the playing field. There's no BS this way. It's like, Sally, you're measured the same way as Joe, as Bob, as Greta. You're all measured in the same way because when we're following these values, when we're following our own internal code of conduct, that's really what it is. Those values, both external and internal facing, that's a code of conduct. How you're about to do business and it's how you conduct yourselves within that business. If it is honesty, if it is integrity, if it is displaying that um, hard work ethic, maybe that's something along those lines. Whatever it is, when we adhere to those things and we know what the measurement is for it, what does it look like? What are the behaviors that go along with it? When we have that identified, that makes it really simple for any manager, supervisor, director, C-level executive, whatever it is, to be able to do those performance reviews. 
right? Are you congruent with the values that we've established for the company? If not, that's those really great opportunities for improvement because that's what it is. Continuous and never ending learning. That's what this mm. is all about. At least when we have those values and we have that rule book, we know what we're learning towards. We know what it means and we can follow that. And from that, we can make some really radical growth in the business. Question. When it comes to values, of course, you know, there, there, there's people coming at us all the time. One of the great questions that got asked in my, uh, in my real estate group was how much should we, um, you know, value other people's opinions on us? And I'm going to take that actually one step further. I'm going to take that one step further. And I'm going to say, how much should we value those who begin to um, place their values on us, i.e. someone else, whether it's someone you know, company, whatever it is, they're beginning to impose their values on you. What tips, what tricks, what strategies would you suggest? Do we just simply say, great, yeah, I'll take those values on, or do we have to do something else? What do you think, Mick? Look, you have to do something else because if you – start trying to adopt their values, you're going to have that misalignment that's going to create stress and other issues. And, you know, people, you know, might be a trigger for anxiety, that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. things that's going to create those those issues and those challenges. So you definitely need to do something else. Um, when you when other people are trying to force their values onto, onto you, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's straight away shifting from your core. So it's only going to make you upset. It might make them happy because you're following their values, but it's, it's definitely not not going to align with yours. So it's going to create you all kinds of stress and anxiety. And by all means, respect their values. Don't disrespect their values. Mm -hmm. Absolutely mm -hmm. not. And But you can operate with respect and still understand and create some distance, but you don't need to take on their values. Maybe you can understand their point of view and why those values are important to them. And maybe they need to understand why your values are important to you and find some balance so that you can work in a, in a, if it's in a business context, so you can work in, in a, um, work in a, in a business relationship and no one's ever going to have all the same values. If your company values are communication, uh, honesty, integrity, reliability, you know, you might find a put an employee who's brilliant and he, he values three of those things. And the other one he just does because it's part of the behavior expected in the business. It's not, he doesn't really value it. You know, it might be, um, open honest communication maybe maybe he's not the best communicator the way he communicates but he's honest he's reliable he's hard working he does everything no one's ever going to have the same values exactly well some people do but not mm -hmm. you're not going to find a whole team of everyone who just has exactly the same values but they might have your top four and and some of the others are different but you mm -hmm. can still work together because they value those values they don't disrespect them they're not going oh it's because it's not my value i'm not going to follow that yeah still take that on board and in, act in a way that aligns with those values, but you don't have to take the value on as your key thing that's super important to you and make it the driver. You can still act in a way that respects those values, but also respects your own. Does that make like sense, that. Jamie? Yeah, it, it, it totally does. And as you were saying that, I, you know, the, the words came to mind. It sounds like, it feels like, it looks like. Those are some really great statements that when someone is attempting to pose, you know, impose those values, you know, it sounds like you've got some really great values for yourself. I have a different set of values from which I operate. I appreciate you sharing, and I'm going to stick to what I know to be true and what I know to work. Now, it's not disrespectful. It's just being totally open up there, and it's letting that person know that you're simply operating from a different set of values. We can all have our own values because we're all individuals. 
We all value things very, very differently. There's some people that absolutely, totally value money like crazy, right? There's people that value, they, they, would, they would, you know, rather kill themselves versus violating some of those values, right? There's some really strong beliefs around that. And we don't have to take everyone else's beliefs on. The key, though, is we have to know our own values, what's really, truly important to us. Without it, we will be totally misdirected. We're going to be going in a, you know, in a million different directions all at once. Does it feel good? We're, we're constantly chasing that, that high, that excitement to understand what it is. And in the meantime, I would suspect that we're going to be violating some of those values, even if we're not consciously aware of them. Why not give yourself the unfair advantage? Identify what those values are that are most important to you. Get them out. Write them out. Do something about it so that at least you have some sort of framework. Right? Whether it's personal, whether it's business or whatnot, at the very least, you know, when I'm training businesses, when I'm working through that with them, I have them just you know, sit down and each person, we're going to do a little five minute exercise and they'll write out, I'll say, what's important to you? And I say, keep it to yourself. It's not to be shared yet. I just want to know what's important to you. What are the things that you, know, you would never do? And sometimes we can take those and we can just flip them over, right? I'd never steal from someone. Well, what does that mean? Well, you're, you're an honest person. You value integrity. I'd let them I'd, I'd let them kind of work that out. And then from there, what's really neat is I've done this exercise a few times. And the people who are involved, typically we will be finding three, four, five, six values. They might be said in different ways because everyone applies their own meaning. But we're going to find three, four, five, six, seven values that are completely congruent with everyone. Everyone's like, yeah, that makes sense. When we've got that, we've got a base to build from. When we've got that and everyone's taking part in the exercise... They've got that skin in the game. Like these aren't just some bullshit sayings. These are true values that are absolutely, totally important. And I've seen that, you know, I, I, I've seen that make massive, absolute massive differences. And Jamie, when you, when you do a values exercise for a team, you follow a similar process. You just, you would just write up a huge list of everything that's important. Everyone just starts shouting out and you just brainstorm everything that's important. What's the process to try and do a company value? So if you're sitting in a, I've done this process, but in a company environment, what's the best way when you've got your leaders in the room and you're trying to come up with your business values, what's the best way? What's the best process you've found in, in the way you train? The best way, the absolute best process is to enable and facilitate conversation. So a lot of people, and what I've noticed in training is it's, it's kind of an interesting phenomenon and it's fairly universal. It's fairly similar no matter where I'm, where I'm training. People don't really want to say too much at first. So I'll start sharing. I'll start going. I'll start giving them some examples. And then I'll just casually, hey, Bob, what do you think? Right? Well, what's important to you? It starts from a place of casual conversation. And when everyone in the room begins to feel safe, because it's, it's a safety security thing, when they recognize that, yeah, no one's going to judge them, right? Even though the president's sitting up at that end of the table, Right? I might ask some other people, they start sharing, they're seeing that they're in that safe space and then it starts to open up. What do we have? We have some sort of facilitator. We're taking notes. We're writing all this stuff down. We begin to narrow it down by saying, okay, of these 10, 12, 20 values that we've captured, you know, who here thinks that this one might be the most important? Again, we're looking to generate that conversation. It's a very conversational approach. Because conversation, when done right, it opens up the doors. It opens up the doors for more. What do we end up landing on? Anywhere from 8 to 12. 8 to 12 is really great, but I really take that conversational approach, someone capturing the information, I keep them in that conversation frame, and it opens up the doors to everything. 
Absolutely. And I think you, you mentioned it there, the key when you're doing a values exercise or any any kind of um, exercise where you need people to share openly, it's really, really important when you when you do that as the leader or if you're using it, facilitating it is that you set the framework. Um, don't just dive straight into the values, set the framework, share some stuff, make it open in the room, um, make sure people understand it's a safe place. And, and, and when we did our facilitation day, Julie did this brilliantly. You know, we all went around the room and shared something about ourselves that no one else in the room knew. And it gave the opportunity for then everyone to share something that they didn't know and realised, well, there's no judgment here. It's a safe place. You can park your ego at the door. Um, then we started to share and it really opened up and gave the ability to be able to have people to say what they felt without, with, without any fear of uh, looking bad in front of the boss or any of that kind of um that kind of jazz you know you can have the the director of the sitting there and they've just shared something really emotional and everyone realizes ah oh, okay we're all just people here let's just share openly and it was really really great and it's really important that when you do these kinds of exercises that you set the frame yeah. you set the framework so that gives that like jamie mentioned it's a safe place and people can share openly about what it is and one thing that one technique that's really was really um, valuable and has worked a lot is you rank you rank the values you got a list of say 50 20, 30 values on there, and you get everyone to score their top five. Yep. They each score their top five out of the list, and then you go and tally them up, and you'll end up with eight to 10 values, the highest ranked ones. But what also we found is that there might be the same value written in multiple ways. So we group them together, and everyone agrees is this, is this the same as anything else on the list? And like, yeah, that's the same as that. All right, that's the same value. And you end up, once you score it, we end up with a really condensed list of a good eight or 10 values. That, that's what the business stands for. And, and you'll probably find some of those are really, really strong. So they might be your top three or four values. Mm-hmm. And some of them are not as strong. You know, there's two or three values that everybody voted was important. You know, like, well, they're the top values that everybody feels is super important. So then sometimes they can have a bit of a rank in which order. And it's important that you put them in the right order because if everybody values honesty, but you've put that at the bottom of the list, mm-hmm. People will, it, it may not sit when you read it. You're like, oh, well, hang on a minute. Honesty's not my, it might, if, if honesty is my number one value, why have I put it at the bottom of the list? Yeah. So it's important that you have them in some semblance of order that of importance. It's not critical, but it's important that you have them in some semblance of order. If your top priority is integrity, don't have it at the bottom of the list, have it at the top. Exactly. I love that. I love that. Make you shared two really key things that just totally hit me in such a good way. Number one, the ego. Leaving the ego outside the door. When we're doing these things, it's not about ego. We got to be prepared to leave that outside the door. And what we'll find is in most things, whether it's sales, whether it's customer service, whatever it is, when we decide to check that ego at the door, we do so much better. So I'm so glad you mentioned that in there. The other thing that totally hit me, we are all just people. Doesn't matter if I'm the president, the premier, the prime minister, whatever it is. We're all just people. We're all human beings. Yep. Right? It's not because that, that person's a director. Um, you know, he does something radically different that makes him stick out. Okay, maybe he's got more zeros on the end of his bank account or she. But really, are they anything to know they're human beings? We're all human beings. So when we recognize that, and and and, and what I would suggest to the leader is be vulnerable. In these meetings, to really get that constructive teamwork out to develop a really amazing, incredible set of core values, you've got to be the leader. You've got to be prepared to go first. 
You've got to be prepared to show that you can be vulnerable in, in that session, that you can be real. Because that vulnerability, I've seen it time and time and time again. When people get real, when they cut the bullshit, when they cut the fancy facade and really get down to the real core of who they are, people listen. People pay attention. People know what the difference is between someone giving some bullshit story versus, look, I'm being real and raw. This is me. This is who I am. You'll gain so much more respect versus being that person that's all standoffish and you know listening in and, and judging. We're not going to do that. We're going to be raw. We're going to be real because that's how we grow. Giving some fake bullshit story, that's never going to grow. Any of my training right in the beginning, I let people know, hey, look, you got to play full out with me. You got to be real and raw. We can't be fucking around telling stories and doing bullshit stuff that isn't serving the, the ultimate outcome. If you're not prepared to play full out, then we'll stop the training right here. I'll refund you your money. You're not the right person to work with me. Right? Thankfully, I haven't had to do that yet because I get quality clients. I get people who are absolutely committed. But if someone wasn't committed, what would I do? I would stop it right there. I would, I would basically stop it right there and say, look, you're not the right people for this. If you're not willing to play full out, be, you know, um, be vulnerable be those real people, then we can't move forward. I have no problem doing that. No problem whatsoever. Cause that's me sticking to my values. That's me being true to myself. And that's the power of knowing your values. Jamie is you can make decisions that align with them because you're well aware of them. You're conscious. Um, uh, another, another really good exercise on identifying your values, which I did uh, when I did my MBA, I did a subject called leading with values about mm -hmm. uh, based leadership. And um, the professor in that um, program or that course, he he had developed and patented a game, identifying, eliciting your values game. Basically, he had a, he had a whole deck of cards with a hundred odd values on them, mm -hmm. and you go through and you pick the twenty that resonate with you, and then out of that twenty, you pick ten, and then out of that ten, you pick five. But you put your first, second set of out of, and then you push five aside and you keep those five, and those five are your top five values. Mm -hmm. You go around the room in your business when you do that you'll find that lots of people have the same cards and that's another way you can do your company values <clears throat> yeah. but it gives you having the values on the card gives you the the word to use or whether however that resonates with you so that's something that and another another way to do that but it's super critical like you said jamie that you park your ego at the door and probably the best explanation on ego i've seen to date is there's about a five-minute Kerwin Ray video that he does, or five or ten minutes around value, around ego, and all the signs of your ego showing up: uh, jealousy, anger, um, uh, defensiveness. Um, I wish I could remember the other three off the top of my head, but it's a really, really powerful way. And it's, it's if you're going to do a big leadership workshop or something, it might be, it would be very beneficial if you everybody watched that before this before the start or you learnt the presentation and you delivered it but if it you know it's it's absolutely brilliant um what he talks about ego and and because ego is there as a protection mechanism but if we recognize the signs of it when it's showing up in us we can limit the exposure that it has and the effect it has in in the team environment you know if it's defensiveness then you can say hey i'm getting defensive here hang on a minute oh that's my ego showing up all right i just need to calm that down and then Think of that from a different perspective because I don't want my ego to control this. I want me to control this room or or this situation. Rather, instead of your ego getting defensive straight away as soon as someone questions you, your action, yeah. instead of saying, "Oh, that's interesting," I'll, I'll have to think about whether that works for me or whether that had an impact on it. Instead of going, "No, that didn't happen," 
straight away. Your ego's in there protecting you. Um, so yeah, it's it's really it's a really really powerful five minute video on ego. It's probably the best I've seen. Yep, I love that. I absolutely love that. That's exciting, right? When we can we can learn those ways because ego against ego against ego against ego. It's like climbing up to the top of the skyscraper and there's nowhere else to go. And it's boom and we fall off. What we do is we catch it when we're at the at the at the main floor. Catch it at the main floor. Leave it there because that's where it belongs. Ego doesn't serve. Ego doesn't help. Right? When we let that go, when we let that piece of ego go, we can actually really begin to grow. Gold in that. Yeah. And look, who has been in a room where you've seen two people's ego and they're butting heads and they're not resolving anything? Yep. Me. Right Everyone's been in a room where that's happened. Yep. And it's not until either one or the other or they both park their egos that you can resolve the issue. When you just... Park that to the side and have an open conversation without your ego controlling it. That's when you can start to move forward past it. But if nobody's, if they're not controlling their ego, they just butt heads. Yep. Until it, until it dissolves, whatever the whatever's going on. So it's it's really critical that you learn the signs of ego and you learn to be able to park it. Yeah, absolutely. Now that we've really taken some time to really define how you can go ahead and set up those values. The key behind it is sticking to them, sticking to them. Repetition is the master skill. Repetition is the mother of all skill. When you do it over and over and over, right? And we know mastery is 10,000. We know that that level of mastery is 10,000, 10,000 repetitions, 10,000 hours, 10,000 days, whatever it is. This is that level of mastery. If you don't get it exactly right, if you're not at that place where it's like, yeah, I'm totally congruent, you don't beat yourself up. You recognize it as the opportunity that it is. It's like, oh, hey, I wasn't sticking to my my values today, the values that I've established to myself. I noticed that I violated the values here, here, here. This is how it made me feel, right? Didn't didn't feel too good. What I've got to do tomorrow is be conscious of those values and do a better job of sticking to what it is that I've established for myself. It is a practice. Uh, Tony Robbins talks about it as can I, continuous and never-ending improvement. This is, this is that piece about it. We're going to mm-hmm. connect ourselves every single day. Where can I do better? Right? Where did I do great today? Where can I do better? What am I most proud of? Maybe that's three great questions a person can ask themselves every day. Right? Where did I do great at? What can I do better? And where am I most proud of what I've done? That's Absolutely. Really cool, cool set of questions. Go ahead, Mick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And look, those constant improvement questions are really, really, really important. And if you are trying to improve your values... Base those questions around your values. Where did I live my values today? What could I learn from that? Or what did I? Where could I do better alignment with my values? What am I most proud of? You know, those are the things that those questions that continually improve that. I've got a question for you, Jamie. Mm-hmm. You know, like values. Is it so, so? You do your company values, or you do your personal values. You write them up on the wall and you practice them every day. How often? You, that's it. You're done then. Or how often do you review your values, or how many times have you reviewed yours? I just write them down once, and I'm good. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know where I? Just, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. I just I, they're on a computer somewhere. I don't know, man. I just hit somewhere. No, look. Here's what you want to do. Here's something that's really great. Go take those values. Put them on a postcard. Go to something like Vista Print or your local printing company or whatever it is. Get some cards printed off so everyone's got that stuff. Have it in front of you. It's something that I haven't done yet, but the idea just, just kind of came to me. It's like, well, geez, what if I had a postcard that was right there, that was in front of the computer, that's something that's in my face all the time to remind me to stick to those values? Because what is seen 
And what we practice becomes the new standard. If it's not seen, just like goals, right? You and I, we've talked about goal setting a ton, Mick. But what happens when you take those goals, you don't necessarily look at them, and you don't take action towards them. You don't get them done. This is the same thing with values. We want to have those values where we can see them, right? The human, the, the human brain, especially these days, I mean, it seems like everyone has ADHD. Uh, our attention span is shit. Our attention span is quite literally shit. When you've got it on that little postcard or something like that where you can see it, it's going to be a constant reminder to you of, hey, am I living my values to the best of my ability right now? Am I operating from a place of congruency with the company values? When they're right there, when you can see them and you know that they're there, boom. This is something that's in your face all the time in the best of ways. What do you think? Absolutely, Jamie. You're 100% right. And and as a challenge, think about a time when you've focused on something, you've looked at it every day, you've reviewed it, whether it is you saving up for a holiday, as an example, and you you know the holiday's coming and you're like, yep, I need four grand to pay for this holiday. And you're checking your bank account, you're looking at it. Guess what happens? You get it done. Imagine if you like looked at your values and said, am I being honest today? Am I being, am I integrity? Am I showing integrity? Am I, what if you did that every day and looked at your values and made sure or looked at your goals every day like that? You're going to focus on it. It's going to be a priority for you. And that's where you're going to get that mastery. You're going to, it gets a point where once you've done that, it just happens conscious, unconsciously, subconsciously, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You're just living your values because you practice. You don't have to make that conscious effort to go, am I being honest in this? Because you already are, because you've trained your body. And when you review your values every year or every six months or when you're looking at them, you're like, you know what? That's that's faded off a bit. This other thing's come in a bit that's probably more important to me now because you've grown and you've developed and you've learnt new things. And it might be, a, you know, you might have uh, not valued um, growth so much initially, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden you've started to learn new things and you want to develop and growth is now becoming something important to you and something else that maybe has faded off or well, you've added one to your list. It's okay to add to your list. You don't have to have six and that's all you're allowed. You can have as many as you want. Yeah. And Tony Robbins has got about 15 or 20 on his list. Yeah. You know, It doesn't matter. As you grow and develop, you can add more values to your list. But it's important that you review them and look at them so that you can, can then you can practice. You're like, all right, where am I practicing growth? If growth is now important to me and I've identified that as one of my values, what things am I doing to grow? Yeah. Am I taking the easy option? Am I taking the challenging option so that I learn new skills? Or am I investing in my knowledge or my information? Am I doing a course or reading books or, you know, like those kinds of things? So yeah. it's really important that you review them. And then once they become subconscious, which like 10,000 them, it's the, it's the magic number of repetition to get mastery. So it's really, really important that you make them a focus um, so that you can master them and that they are front of mind and you're living those values. Yep. Yep. All the time. Absolutely. By all means, all the time. Repetition. It's the mother yep. of all skill. Said, so how often should you practice, Jamie? AFT. All the fucking time. <laughs> you know it. You know it. Yep. With that said, we have come to the end of our show today. It was an absolute blast. Viewers, listeners, I hope you got a ton out of this. Values are the core to everything. Values are your rule book. Values enable you to practice your decision-making model on a constant and continuous basis mm -hmm. that's going to move you faster, further forward towards your ultimate outcome. Uh, I like to say it, go do. Practice those values. Write them down. If you don't have values, take some time. Write them down. Last mm -hmm. thoughts, Mick. Yeah, look, it's absolutely critical and 
Jamie mentioned before, we're really passionate about making sure businesses live their values because that's what creates the stress for them. Um, if you need a hand doing values, reach out. Jamie and I are always here to help out. We love doing training. We love helping businesses. So you can always reach out um, and we'll happily help out, try to elicit those values, do something to or point you in the right direction, give you some help. You know, reach out. We're always here to help. Got questions about the process? By all means, reach out. We're here to help. Um, yeah, go live your values. Go do. Put them up. Make it happen. Awesome, guys. We will see you in one week. <laughs>